This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1739. How Social is Social Media? By Bonnie Brunet with NoSidebar.com. Hello, everybody, and thanks so much for joining us once again on ORD. I'm Greg Audino, your host and narrator. I've got another great post for you today. This one, however, is more about our relationships on social media. What do they do for us? Are we engaging in them in the right way? And are they affecting the real-life relationships that we have with others or ourselves? These questions and more will be pondered today, so let's get right into this post and start optimizing your life. How Social is Social Media? By Bonnie Brunet with NoSidebar.com It's been about a month since I deactivated my Facebook, deleted all the affiliated apps, and then blocked Facebook on my computer and phone. In the first few days, I would still type Facebook into my search bar, just out of habit, only to arrive at a screen telling me that the site was blocked. I could have unblocked it at any time, but I made a promise to myself that I would not. Now I know that the next step is to delete my Facebook entirely. Facebook has done everything it could have done for me, but now our relationship is coming to an end, and I'm happier for it. The relationship that I have with Facebook has become one of deep regret and resentment. I made my first account when I was in 8th grade. It was 2005, and all the cool kids were doing it. MySpace was out, and Facebook was in. I remember the first person that I Facebook-stalked was a senior that I had a crush on. It did not work out, of course, but that pretty much sums up my 14-year relationship with Facebook. Sure, it was a place to network, but over all those years, networking meant for me that it was a place to have misleading conversations that were commitment-free with people that I met online. Sometimes I was the one who did the misleading, and sometimes I was the one who was misled. When I was the one who was misled, Facebook then became a place of sorrow and so many tears. I would spend hours Facebook stalking the girls that said guy left me for were cheated on me with, wondering what she had that I didn't. I would compare my appearance, my accomplishments, everything to them. It's crazy in retrospect to think about the impact that just photos and the little sentences that we choose to share about our lives can have on others. I don't want to be a hater of Facebook. It's thanks to Facebook that my now husband, a Frenchman in France, was able to send me, an American in Germany, a message to reconnect, almost four years after we had met in Romania. Some simple Facebook messages led from me just studying in Germany to visiting Normandy and falling head over heels in love. If it wasn't for Facebook, I don't know how we would have gotten in touch. Maybe Facebook is just that, though, a tool to optimize your chances of finding love. As my husband and I grew closer and closer, and subsequently got married, I naturally deleted more and more Facebook friends. I no longer had a place for old classmates that I hadn't talked to or seen in years, or acquaintances that I had ambiguous friendships with. I slowly narrowed my friend list down to under 100. But still, my addiction remained. Instead of comparing myself to girls that guys left me for, I was comparing myself to old classmates who had better jobs than I did, had fancier weddings than we did, and that traveled more with their partners than we could. Still, I hung on, and when I started a new job and my bosses and coworkers started to add me on Facebook, I thought that I would finally have a good relationship with Facebook again. It didn't last. When I realized that my bosses were having an affair together, I couldn't stop looking at the photos that they posted with their spouses. The line between truth and reality just seemed so blurred. The tipping point with me and Facebook came shortly after. 
I accidentally really offended a colleague when she realized that I hadn't looked at the photos that she posted on Facebook of her vacation in Italy. This type of thinking got me thinking. I couldn't help but ask myself, how would this conversation have gone in the 90s? In the 90s, we wouldn't have known very much about our colleagues' holidays, vacations, or important moments in general. As a result, when they came back, or when we saw them again, we would be genuinely interested in knowing how it went. The more I thought about it, the more I realized that I have had many in-person conversations that somehow assumed that I already had the knowledge of something because it was posted on Facebook for everyone to see. It hit me that all of these little things together went against everything I knew about human communication. And so, I deactivated my Facebook. The benefits of Facebook cannot be overlooked. Thanks to Facebook, we can reconnect with people who we may have otherwise lost, remember birthdays, find cool restaurants, or sell old things that we don't need anymore. Nevertheless, the benefits have never outweighed the annoyance, stress, and tears that Facebook has given me, or the time that it has taken from me. For the first time in a long time, let's ask ourselves, who are we when we stop allowing others to glimpse into our life 24 hours a day? When we go on vacation, are we taking pictures of our travels for us to remember? Or to be recognized by others? And if it's the latter, are the photos we take different than the ones we would take just for ourselves? My journey without Facebook has just begun, but I'm already a happier and simpler person than I remember. If you're on the fence about it, just give it a try. You can always reactivate your account later. In the meantime, it feels good to just be ordinary. You just listened to the post titled, how Social is Social Media, by Bonnie Brunet with NoSidebar.com. And thanks so much to Bonnie for this post. A great reminder and a great grounding post for those who sometimes feel lost in the fracas of social media. And maybe it's just because I'm a 90s baby as well. I think she and I might be the same age. But I really liked her reference to the 90s. I think it's really important to reflect on the evolution of many things, and certainly relationships. Our standards and expectations for others have shifted with the uprise of social media, and in many ways, not in a favorable direction. So, whether it's just for ourselves, like in Bonnie's case, or if it's for the relationships that we're in with others, it can be really helpful to reflect back on what relating used to look like. As in most cases, it is something that we seek to get back to. It's a really healthy means of questioning what's common, and therefore what goes unquestioned most of the time. But the more we do this, the more we can stay aware of what trends work for us and what we would rather leave behind. Otherwise, it's very easy to get caught up and let our values or our means of communicating and relating to others be dictated solely by popular trends. And we don't want that. At least, I wouldn't think we do. I don't. So, maybe sit and think about some of Bonnie's points here today if you are also a bit troubled by social media. I know taking a break from it was helpful for me, and I might do it again. So I know I'll be thinking about this article. Aside from that, though, I thank you for being here today, everyone. It is always appreciated, and we absolutely could not do this without you. So keep it up, have a great day, and I will see you back here tomorrow for more. That's where your optimal life awaits.